Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Two Dads with Hats. This is Jason, and I'm so glad to be back in the good old central time zone. In this episode, we welcome our guest, Monica Darris, and hear from author and international keynote speaker, Julie Moore, as we record from her recording studio in beautiful Bicycle City, USA in Davis, California. We discuss the California experience from the perspective as a first-time visitor, and we learn about a critical mindset skill called reframing. Here we go with Two Dads with Hats, episode 15. Welcome to Two Dads with Hats with your hosts, Jason and Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Good evening. How you doing, man? Oh, my God. It's like almost the next day. It is so... Whoa, where are you, dude? Yeah, I, uh, I found my way into a recording studio. This is a real one with a green screen, and they're not even egg cartons on the wall. This is like professionally built. It's awesome. You've got the microphone and the filter and everything there. Um, the windscreen, yeah. Where, wait, where, what state are you in? Are you, are you, in, are you at home? Yeah, I, I'm very far from home this week. Um, I've actually crossed over several time zones, and this is my very first time in my life in the state of California. Right here, no one's going to hear this because we're going to insert California knows how to party. Right there. <laughs> wait, we can't afford the license, the rights for that song, so I don't think you could do that. So, yeah, we are. Um, we ran into a friend here in California. We had dinner tonight. We went on a bicycle ride tonight. And now we are in a recording studio in our friend's home. I would actually like to introduce Ms. Julie Moore. Julie, Jules, what is up? Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you for so long. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm happy you guys are here. I think this is a fantastic idea while he's roving around the state of California. We haven't kicked him out yet, um, but we went on a really nice bike ride and went through the city of Davis today, and, and it was my uh, idea to bring him into the recording studio so you guys could do your podcast tonight. So That is, that is awesome. Good. First of all, here's where we're going to insert the Queen song, I want to ride my bicycle. <laughs> and second of all, you have a recording studio in your home. I can... See it. We're going to put us, Jason, if you just stand a little bit closer to Julie there, right there is the image we're going to put up. That is so boss. That's an old school term. <laughs> boss. Yeah, it's like the opposite of janky. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull up Urban Dictionary real quick. No, no, it's more like rural dictionary. Well, it's great to have you guys here. So uh, I will uh, let you two get on with it. Well, thank you for letting us use your recording studio. Yes, thank you. So, namaste. Namaste. You're using that word again. I, I, officially, we are on the left coast, so this is this is a landmark moment, and and certainly in our, in our live, and also in the in the show. So, I wanted to point out that today, um, actually, this week is we're wrapping up uh, a national tour. I w I had the privilege of traveling with our good friend Matt as he, he went to several local chapter events and delivered his conference presentation. And I was kind of his supporter and cheerleader. And it was really incredible to, to, for the opportunity to do that. That is awesome. I'm hoping that Matt can come on and talk to us. He's got, he's got quite a number of experiences. Uh, so maybe he can come on. Uh, what, can you kind of tell us what the topic was for his, his presentation, his tour? 
Yeah. So he talked about the concept of anti-fragility. It focuses on purposely introducing stress and unplanned chaos into the process. Actually, I would say planned chaos into the process in order to become stronger and less fragile. So he talks about it in an IT capacity and he'll be presenting on it at the conference in a couple of weeks. Oh, I think my teams would probably always say that I'm, I'm like an expert at introducing stress. Yeah, don't push that red button, right? <laughs> don't unplug the cord and all of a sudden everything goes down. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, um, so you've been traveling, you, you've been multiple states. I've seen you've had some plane rides that have been quite lengthy and some of which you've been able to stretch out your legs in and actually got somehow support <laughs> uh, the seat where you have like no one in front of you. It's built for like NBA teams, one per per flight or something. I don't know. Yeah, part of the power of the IT tech support that we're part of, HDI, is that we have friends in lots of different places, not only the low places, the high places, and in California. So this has been an incredible week so far, and this is pretty much the exclamation point of it, getting a chance to visit and hang out and learn and experience some new things with some friends out in California here. Sounds like you've had a really, really good week then. I'm happy. I'm happy. I learned a lot, man. Thank you. What about you? What, what, do you, what did you do this week? Oh, well, this week is um, Earth Day. And uh, so I participated in the uh, big Earth Day March for Science up in Los Angeles. Uh, they estimated like fifty to 75,000 people, I think, attended. So um, here's my sign I made. I'll see if you can get it for maybe to clip it. I don't know. Can you see that? I like big brains. And I cannot lie. Yeah, I like big brains and I cannot lie. You other nerds won't deny. So, um, yeah, a lot of people like that sign. Had a number of scientists come over and take a picture. Mm -hmm. So, big, big, uh, big march, big events, a lot of speakers and events for the whole family. Um, like Jet Propulsion Labs was there, Caltech, a lot of uh, really, you know, techie tech, science, scientific uh, community focused. Um, things because uh, Southern California is a big science community. A lot of things come out of here. So I participated in that. That was really fun. And then um, actually also went to a, an event in which a lot, of, a lot of younger folks, people that are college age, some, some graduating high school talking about uh, the American higher ed system. And maybe we'll come back to that in another topic. Uh, a lot of, uh, as always, angst and heartache about cost of uh, – cost of college, but some really good open discussion and some good thoughts on, on the reality. So really good. And you travel like quite far for these events, right? How long did that take you to get there? Uh, so to go up to LA is on the weekend. So I drove about 30, 30, 40 minutes up to Long Beach and then took, uh, took the, the Metro. It's above ground subway. Uh, took it. That's an hour in. And then you probably have to walk like 10 minutes get there so it's about two hours each way um i could drive it probably in like an uh with no traffic like an hour and 15 hmm. but then parking is going to cost you an arm and a leg and you got to park a long ways away and um this was just pretty easy to go on the metro and uh, there are a lot of people going so that's actually uh, not too bad but i noticed that where i'm for, where i'm staying right here in northern california in wine country um we're a significant distance away yet right from me? Yeah. How far are we? Uh, 
Yeah, like right now, if I if I was was not tired and drove, it would be about seven hours. <laughs> seven maybe, hours. Yeah, maybe eight. The big problem is getting through LA. It can take you up to three hours to get through LA. Holy so um, between like nine at night and say five in the morning, though, you can get through it in uh, like an hour 45. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're not in the same room right now. It'd be cool to have you in the recording studio here. But, oh, be awesome. uh, one of the things uh, that was really interesting and fascinating this week <laughs> was that I drove a rental car in a different state for the first time. So I actually drove in the in the great state of California. Let's just let's just clarify: is the first time ever driving a rental car, or the first time driving, or what? What kind of like clarify? Yeah, I got my license yesterday, and they they let me have a car anyways. It was kind of fun. Yeah, first time. Uh, I I you know I appreciate adventures and first times. <laughs> you always remember your first, Brandon. You do. You still haven't like defined what it was your first time of, but um. So how was driving in Northern California? Did yeah, you need so, like, major traffic or? Yeah, there was some traffic. The, I would say the most significant thing was the beautiful vistas. We, that was one of the things that I added to my list of things that I had no idea about. I, no one told me how beautiful Northern California is. I, I, I've seen videos. I've, I've seen movies. I talked to you about it. I, I talk about the beach. But it was really impactful to see it firsthand, just the wide open vistas, the mountains, the rolling, um, the, the roads that seemed to go on forever. I also noticed that it was very busy everywhere. There were people everywhere. Well, we have almost 40 million people in California. So it is, um, you know, it's, it's pretty populated and you're in one of the two population centers. I'm mm -hmm. down here. We have around uh, 20... 20 million, I think, in Southern California in the metro areas. And up there, the San Francisco Bay Area has 8 million. Sacramento's got another 2 million in like the nine county areas. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of people. And everyone's, everyone's for a laid back state, everyone's doing something, going somewhere. Mm -hmm. And coming from Milwaukee, I just thought that, you know, for example, one morning I was, I was outside around at 3 a.m. Pacific time. So that was really, early, that was really late for me. And it just seemed like it was two in the afternoon around here. It was just, it was incredible how busy it was. Uh, but, uh, you know, you mentioned 40 million people. Uh, today, I wanted to invite one of our friends on the show to talk about what I refer to as the California experience. So I've invited one of the 40 million people. And I would like, I think you know Monica. Do you know Monica Darris? Awesome. Hey, Monica. Hey, Brandon. I have not seen you for a long time. Like I almost know. a year. It has been at least a year. Are you taking care of Northern California for me? Of, of course I am. It's not the same without you, though. <laughs> it's a lot better, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot less eventful, to tell you the truth. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, soon my kids will be adults, and then they'll take over. That's uh, right. <laughs> so, so what is this? So what's this California experience? I know, you know, it's impossible for anyone to experience all of California in two or three days, but tell us. You know, what's been going on up there with Jason? I mean, what has he been able to see and do? Um, well, you know, uh, like Jason mentioned, there's a lot of driving involved. So we tried to get out to San Francisco, but we actually ended up taking a detour into Santa Rosa. And I'm not sure if Jason mentioned this, but we got to have dinner with Bren 
and her husband. Um, you know, Bren. Yeah, Brennan Scott Hansen. That's right. Yes. What? It was amazing. It was amazing. And Santa Rosa was beautiful. Oh, definitely. So so wine country. Did they dress up him as Gene Simmons and her in like the Disney <laughs> princess outfit or whatever? No. Unfortunately, they didn't. But have you ever seen Scott dressed as Gene Simmons? Uh, you know, I didn't get to see him dressed, but I got to see the costume. Okay, I don't know if Julie's ever seen him dress, but he is a great, um, I don't know if Scott sings, I think he does play the guitar, but he is a great Gene Simmons stand-in. I've actually seen him at an event where he walked out and people just went, Gaga! I don't know if you know this or not, but you just asked me if I've seen him dressed. <laughs> And I would like to correct this for the record to let no Brand know that I've only ever seen him dressed. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just saying, don't get me in trouble. I have to live near them. <laughs> I will, no, no, sorry. I, I, you know, that was insinuated dressed in a Gene Simmons kiss costume. Now, Brand, I have seen Scott. Um, I've seen him dressed also, I think. So just, I just wanted to, I want to leave it out there for Brent. Just to, <laughs> you know. I think he's actually doing a Gene Simmons. Um, is it, it's like a dress, a competition next weekend. It's a lip sync, a lip sync battle. That's what it is, which sounds really interesting. So wow. well, if, they, if they come on, I'm not going to tell the story, but if they come on the show, we'll ask him about, um, meeting Gene Simmons. So mm -hmm. we'll, let's do that when he comes on. So another thing, it, it, we had the opportunity to meet people, meet with people, and eat food with these people that live out a thousand miles away from where I'm at, and, it, and I called them up, and turns out I was five minutes from their house, right? So yeah, we were five minutes right. away. We said, hey, let's have dinner, and I think that's just so incredible. You don't get to do that very often, and I got to do it. We got to do this twice this week. That was, that was really cool, so thank you, Julie. We had, we had dinner for, with Julie tonight. And then we got to go on a bicycle ride. So a lot of new experiences, a lot of adventures. And I, I, I picked up a new word that I'm overusing this week. It's called, it, I'm saying fascinating. Everything is fascinating. And I think it's because many things that, are, that, are, that I'm experiencing here in California are brand new to me. In fact, while we were driving the two-hour drive to Santa Rosa, we were, we were just having a casual conversation and Monica, you, you used a term that I've never used, never heard before. <laughs> and you're like, what? I don't believe I, you've never even heard that. I was trying to be cool. And I, was, I, I said something about being, getting hyphy. I said something about getting hyphy and he didn't know what I, what I meant. So I tried and attempted to. Hyper? Being hyper? You know, that's actually a good way to explain it. Hyper. But it is a lot to do with more Northern California and the and Bay Area. But with that all said, I, I, ref, I referenced something and he had no idea what I was talking about. And it, it continued this conversation. And I think that it just aligns with the Cal, I think California experience. And obviously, that's what Jason is, is never been here. But for me personally, moving, going to another state, anything, it, when you're away from your own home, it, uh, it is mind blowing because everything is different um, and you're aware of it. So it's been a really great experience. So now Wait, more about you being hyper. Tell me, what is this deal? Hyper, hyphy. It's- Hyphy, hy hy say it again. Hyphy. Hyphy. Hi, fee, like that? Like someone's name is fee, like Phoebe, hi, fee. Hi, hi, fee, hi. 
I mean, why? It's why, yes. Hyphy. Is it hi-fi, like high fidelity? You know, I probably am spelling it wrong. That's the problem. We it's spelled not, it wrong. It's not something that I, you know, you normally spell. Tonight, so. Julie actually looked it up on the internet because that, that this is a way to find out what these words mean. Julie, did you mind sharing what yeah. the, the actual definition of this the word is? Dictionary. Oh, now you put me on the <laughs> yeah, spot and it's not up. It's not up but anymore. But hyphy is spelled H-Y-P-H-E-E. Hmm, hyphy. Am I saying that right? Hyphy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's correct. And it's crazy, rowdy, stupid. It's the Bay Area version of crunk. Um, and they, they actually put it into a sentence so we could figure it out. It says, I can't like wait for the, like the party. I'm like, just going to like go and like hella hyphy. That's really what it says in there. Cause that's like how people in like California, like talk. So I just thought maybe like that would be great. And I would just like read it like that, but that's what hyphy like means. So just saying. I've never once heard this term in my life, but it, if it's on the internet, you know, it's gotta be true, right? That's, that's how we measure things around here. Another, another interesting thing about the Northern California experience was lane splitting. Brandon, you know I ride a motorcycle. Yes. And I pride myself in, you know, I got 50,000 miles, 10 years of experience. And I think that lane splitting is the most dangerous thing you could do on two wheels. I, I think these people that are doing this, they're encouraged to do it. I, I understand it's not only the law, you're, you're capable of doing it, but people are encouraged to ride in between the la the lanes of cars here in California. Is that right? Um, that might be a little bit of just natural selection being played out. <laughs> it might be. That's kind of what it felt like. Cause I was driving this rental car, staying in my lane. And all of a sudden we were talking about hyphy here. And all of a sudden these motorcycles just zoom past on each side of us. I'm like what just happened? What was that? Monica's like, yeah, no big deal. Well, it's lane splitting. That's what they do. I said, what? So things are very different up here, man. I, I kind of appreciate the adventure, but I really appreciate my home where things are nice and calm and we don't, we don't do these crazy things. Hey, Brandon. Hyphy. Hey, Brandon. Our, our young man is finally growing up. I'm I am growing up. I, <laughs> I, I like to just ride my motorcycle in my lane and then when, I, when I'm going to change lanes I, I used my turn signal to signal the fact that i'm going to change so that that's um that's interesting you're having a lot of new experiences you're you're growing you're going to feel some changes in your body um <laughs> did you guys did you get in and out burger did you get in and out I, burger i have not yet visited i hope that tomorrow i'm maybe on the way to the airport i could stop at in and out well they're still open i mean monica <laughs> take him out there it's just open to like one in the morning or one thirty. i think yeah there's actually one on the way, so oh. on the way out of Davis. So I think it, we could we could stop. Excellent. Yeah, because so, you're going to need one, and then you're probably going to want to take one back with you. And the fries. Just my advice would be get the fries extra well done because by themselves, oh. I feel like they're not um, they're just not as good. But when you get them well done, I think that the taste is better. And then they've got a whole secret menu for next time you come out. So well, quickly, how do you feel about animal style fries? from In-N-Out? Um, I've been trying to cut down on my fries, to be quite honest, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I just, I get them well done. I just got, you know, extra well, I, that's what I get them. So animal style, they're okay. We gotta have like a fork and everything. I don't really, I don't really partake in the animal style fries. So just asking, I might make yeah. like them. I do, I do get it no spread uh, mustard grilled with chilies on it. 
So that's your order. When you go up to the speaker, that's, that's what you say. Yeah. Cause it kind of sounded to me like you were speaking a different language entirely. What did, what did you just say there, sir? I was getting all hella high feet up in this easy. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. <laughs> so yeah, it's been an incredible experience. I got to hang out, meet some friends. Um, one of the interesting things here is that Monica and I have been talking about a variety of topics. I mean, we were in the car for like almost five hours, like it was hella. It was hella hyphy. <laughs> Which let me point out, five hours is the average Southern California commute per day. That's, that's right. <laughs> and I noticed that you know we share a lot of some of the insights, some of the experiences, and some of the advice. We swapped advice on some of the the parenting. I you, most people call that parenting advice. We swap parenting advice, and that's actually the reason why I invited Monica to come on the show today. Um, not just to talk about the hyphy, the hella hyphy, although she does use the word hella a lot. It is, it is another real. Northern California term. It actually originated in Chico, California. There's a bunch of psychology majors that couldn't figure out. Never mind. It's a long story. And of course, my favorite cartoon, South Park, featured an episode talking about this. So it's a real thing and it's actually happening. So Julie, one of the highlights of my trip was when we were all able to meet up for dinner tonight. I was so glad it worked out and that I can introduce you to one of your neighbors since Monica lives only 20 minutes away. During our conversation, you taught us about something you called reframing. Can you share some more about that with us? So basically we were kind of talking about, um, you know, Monica was talking about her role as a single parent and the struggles that she faces with that. And a lot of times when she was talking about herself, she would talk about herself in a negative way. And I told her that, you know, as a parent, you've got to stop. Uh, there's so much pressure on, on parents to do everything, you know, perfect. And, um, for example, uh, one of the, the things that she said is, I've been unemployed since November. And, and I told her, I said, there's a really positive way to reframe that is that I've been a single parent since November, or I've been a, a stay-at-home parent since November. So instead of focusing on a negative, meaning the view, the world used to view me as an employed person and now I'm unemployed, you view yourself in a positive way in that I used to work in the work environment. Now I'm spending time with my children. I'm at home. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But because of society and the way that they judge the decisions that we make, we put a lot of pressure on it. Another thing that she said was, well, you know, I'm kind of going to school and, but, but I'm getting, I'm getting a degree in social sciences, but it's a next step to something else. And I went, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Getting a degree in social sciences is a good thing. It's, it's not, you don't have to apologize for a decision that you've made in your life. And this carried on uh, to talking about parenting and, and how difficult sometimes it can be, um, especially if you've got children that are being raised by two parents and that in one house they have one set of rules and another house they have a completely different set of rules. And I told her that, you know, that's actually not a, a bad thing 
because your children are going to grow up and they're going to be more um, adaptable. Meaning if they only had one house, one set of rules, then they wouldn't be experimenting in, in different ways and bucking against what the two parents, you know, how the, the two parents are doing things differently. And that not to keep apologizing that you're the person that has to provide the discipline because kids need discipline and they need structure. And even though they go off somewhere else and, and they're experiencing a different time with their parents, when they come back to your house, they'll always get that consistency from you. So the reframing was instead of viewing these things negatively, just really kind of focusing on what you do as a parent, as a person, and thinking about it in positive ways. Because, you know, when we talk down about ourselves, it has a perpetuating fact, a way of living and breathing in us. It's the little voices inside of us telling us we're not good enough. So, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom now, and I'm going to school, and I'm getting my uh, degree in social sciences, and I think that's just a fabulous thing. So that's what we meant by reframing. I like that, Julie. That's, uh, that definitely takes I think it would change someone's whole mindset, too. Oh, no, I, I agree. And Monica, what, what, what did you think about it? Well, I think that there are multiple layers to it. And I, I, I realized in my conversations this evening and, you know, throughout this week and the last six months, um, I kind of came to this final, this realization that I've been struggling with my own identity and it's affected uh, my children. It's affected my professional life and my relationships in, in many ways. So with that said, I am in control of that. And Again, Julie, um, because she has uh, been through many of these things that I was talking about, um, helped me to understand that I am in control of reframing this idea of myself, that I put that out to, to others and I need to be proud of what I am doing, that it is valuable, um, even though it's not what I did before, or the direction I was in before. So um, as a parent, I fight in war with the role that I quote unquote have to be this or the, the role that I have to take on, excuse me, this, this person I have to be, but I am that person and I'm, I'm doing a great job at it and reframing um, my own mindset will help to launch myself uh, in this journey for my children to, to create a path for them and they can grow along with myself growing and we can grow together. So it's been, again, the applying of it is really uh where the benefit's going to come in. So uh, I appreciated the insight that she gave me. And um, honestly, I think that any of these connections open up um, this, this idea of acceptance and knowing that you're not the only one going through these things. So being able to share that, I think, is really, really impactful and helpful. That is a, that's a very, um, let's see, I'm struggling for the words here, but I think it's a very... Amazing. <laughs> Amazing, yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. No, I'm looking for a word. Those are, those are all fillers. Um, that's a very needed concept and methodology that we should all apply is this reframing something into a positive way. So uh, I, I'm really uh, interested in this. Now, Julie, is this something that you, you teach or you um, just something that's part of your dynamic or how did you come upon this because you're able to share some Monica but how did you know about it um you know in in my life I've always tried to be as positive as I can be and when you look at a, a situation you can either I mean it's the glass half empty glass half full and I always say my glass is always full doesn't matter how much water's in it my glass is always full 
So I've always had kind of that positive view in, in life. But I, I read a story, it, some link that I clicked on on Facebook where um, th this guy was talking about, they were having a, a, a classroom session, but up on the wall, up on the, the um, blackboard behind them was written, gratitude changes everything. And that no one knew who wrote it up on the board, but they kept looking at it throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, they asked who wrote that up there. But it, the story isn't as relevant as that symbol of gratitude changes everything. If you look at something and it's negative, you're going to get all the negative out of it. If you look at it and if only a fraction of it is positive and you focus on the positive, you will get the positive out of the situation. So it's just, it's, it's just a mindset of when I hear people talk about themselves and the things that they do and I hear them put themselves down, uh, I, I don't think they actually hear the way that they say things about themselves. And so I've just taken it upon myself to, to bring that to people's attention, to let them know, hey, talk positive about yourself because I think you're kind of cool and awesome. I think you should think you're pretty cool and awesome too. Wow, thank you, Julie, for sharing that with us. It's pretty good. We'll have to see if we can put some of that wisdom on a t-shirt or on a hat. So thank you again. Brandon, do we have time for one more thing? I didn't ask you, but yeah, what hat are you wearing today? Yeah, so this is actually part of my one more thing. I was I had a two hour layover in in Denver, um, and I picked up this hat from the stand. You know, I I've been in Denver quite a few times, and this hat right here, you know, I got the Purple Mountain Majesty up there. You know how I love about the Purple Mountains, but these uh, I actually I picked up a hat for myself and our friend Monica. We have matching hats. I have my hat. Can you see me? I'm a little short. Yeah, you got for, I have to get on my, my tippy toes. Awesome. You guys have matching hats. Mine's a little bit of a different color. But. You have to fold the brim now, you know, to make it worn in. So it's like, uh, yeah. Or I, I know it's, there's different styles. You can do rally cap. You can do it. Official Colorado. Official Colorado. Yeah. It is official. These are nice hats. But I call, you know, today we have the California connection. But I think in the larger scale, this represents the Colorado connection because that's really where we all met. That was the first time I met you, Brandon, and Monica, and Julie. Um, I met at some conferences, but, you know, so you're not part of it. No, but that is, that is incredible that we have these opportunities to travel around the United States and actually the world. And we know people pretty much everywhere we go. And this, that's the reason why I'm wearing this hat today, because Colorado is that connection for me. That's where I met most of these, these lifelong friends that I've been able to build relationships with and learn from for years now. Um, totes awesome. <laughs> so Brandon, this, is, this has been an incredible week for me, and I'm really, I'm really happy that I had the chance to spend the time in California. Uh, I, my note-taking app is full now. I've, I've had so much insight. Today, I was saying that, that I have been in this flow state pretty much all day. Today was, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. So I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I, I do regret that we didn't get a chance to get together, but I was surprised on just how far we are apart from each other. California is like the Texas of the West. It's just like long from... To go from San Diego to the Oregon border is, I think, 14 hours or something. Yeah, it's better just to fly or take the DeLorean. 
Well, yeah, but then you get the whole experience. But, you know, we'll, we'll get together uh, at some point. I'll be heading east or you'll be uh, coming down to the southwest. And, uh, you know, we didn't make Coachella, but I did watch part of it <laughs> streaming. So it was a great week. And I understand I'm like 20 years too old for Coachella. So Excellent. Well, thank you again, sir, for, for taking the time tonight. It's like, God, goodness, it's like three in the morning central time. I have to get up like in an hour and go to work, I think. <laughs> I have no concept of time anymore or space. When I go back home, I'll, I'll have to recharge for a couple of days. Well, hey, travel safe. Um, may you get upgraded to tall person class, whatever yeah. that means. Exactly. And, and a big thanks to our, to our guest and our host at KJUL tonight. Yep. <laughs> That's J-U-L-Z. <laughs> the voice. And that concludes episode 15 for Two Dads with Hats. If you'd like to hear more from Julie Moore, please visit julielmore.com and you can learn more about authentic leadership on Julie's podcast at theauthenticast.com. Thank you for listening to our show. We'll see you next time.